Quality sleep is essential for boosting energy, recovery, and well-being. So take your sleep to the next level with Sleep Number. With a Sleep Number smart bed, you can individualize your comfort level and enjoy a better sleep night after night. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now the Queen Sleep Number C4 smart bed is only $1,599, a saving of $300, only for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to The Shift. It's Des here in Las Vegas. Katie is back in New York. And we recorded today's episode back on Sunday in New York, which was the American Mother's Day. And we have a wonderful guest called Karen Margolis, who I know from the Race Wars podcast with Sherrod Small. And we wanted to do an episode about breakups. So I thought Karen would be a good guest to get a little trio going. Uh, she sent me some funny texts. Well, some interesting texts about breakups and a breakup she had recently. And uh, But actually, the episode begins with some chats about moms because it was Mother's Day. And... Then we get into breakups. We sort of all share little personal stories about breakups. Karen talks a lot about a recent breakup of hers. Then we try to talk about some some tips about best breakup practice. All the time trying to have fun. I think it's a good episode. And uh, I'm in Vegas. We got a we got a guest. I'm I'm, I'm doing an interview on Friday with a guest, uh, which I talk about. I'll talk about at the end. And uh, so we got some fun apps coming up. I think we're going to get a couple of bonus apps too because um, I think I'm just going to chat with some of the comics that are here on the show with me. I'm doing the Comedy Cellar in Vegas. Anyway, we got a great app coming up. Enjoy it. Stick with it. It's a long one. And I think it's fun and informative and honest. So this is Karen Mogolis with me and Katie chatting about breakups. So hello. Welcome to The Shift. Thank you. Hello, Karen. Hello. Karen Margolis. Yes, sir. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Hello, Karen. Hi, Katie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Karen, I asked Karen, this episode is going to be about breakups. Yeah. Because we're a sex and dating podcast, so okay. we're, we're kind of limited in our topics. Yeah, but also not. I mean, I guess, I guess like a lot of these types of podcasts, we'll probably eventually broaden our horizons. But for now, we mm-hmm. don't need to because we're still very much uh, fresh, drunk, with potential topics. How long have you guys been doing this? Actually, uh, this is episode 16. Oh, you guys are yeah. brand new, little babies. I, uh, I did a little count. I you put did the, a count good. I, I put the number on the last app. I noticed a lot of people put the numbers on the apps. Yeah. It's so like we've a done 15 apps, but uh, only the first four apps went up as one, you know, on the first day. I see. And then there was also another week where we did two. So we're not. Yeah, I think we started putting them up in February, was it? I guess it was the end of Feb. Oh, you guys yeah. just started. Yeah, we no, literally because we went to Ireland in March. We so. literally just started, and like, For you. I, 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 you know, oh yeah, oh sorry, it was Feb, yeah. Yeah, because we went to Ireland then the I went first to week in March. We've been remote half the time. Mm-hmm. My mm-hmm. mom died. I mean, there, there couldn't be That's more right. things. Right. There couldn't be more things yeah. trying to get in the way of us developing our podcast. Yeah, you got to yeah. bank some episodes. But you think you think a dead mother is going to stop me talking about? Anal? Hell no. <laughs> uh, he's a very driven man. <laughs> we did phone call apps. Which we had, which? An, e- That's we had cool. an episode do that night. The night yeah. that my mom died, we and had an episode s- due. You made it work? I just 
did it, I just talked about my mom dying. Right. Yeah. But we did not miss an ep. No, we didn't. He's, That's amazing. Yeah. That's some dedication. Because people treat podcasts like very, very optional. You know. Here's the sad thing. It's our highest rated ep by, <laughs> by quite a few by quite a few numbers. Just you alone about your dead mom? Well, because I guess it's a it's a hot topic, right? It's like a it's like a moment in time. Yeah, right, it? right. Yeah, it was right. very raw and so and I'm also gotta not listen gonna, to that one. I'm also not gonna lie. I knew it would be a popular ep, and I was like, fuck it. It's good for the podcast. <laughs> it is good for the show. My mother'd be happy. You know it'd be amazing for the show if one of you guys died, and I'm not saying that in like a morbid way. Yeah, okay, I hope it's not me. I'm younger. <laughs> I have more life to live. Uh, I think your mother will be happy, though. I didn't meet her, but when we were doing his Caroline show, he's, she said to him, like, uh, she was, like, really excited, and she wanted to meet the Irish girl in the show, and then she's like, really, was always really excited about his did comedy. Did you not meet her? I never got to meet her in the end. Oh, that uh, is the saddest part Little did part we know that you'd never get a chance, Katie. <laughs> happy Mother's Day. It's Mother's Day. <laughs> <laughs> But not, it's, it, but not in Ireland. It's Mother's Day in America, right? Oh, that's right. Yes, which is actually, funnily enough, a few people have messaged me and been like, oh, I'm thinking of you in Mother's Day. But weirdly enough, I don't actually have a ton of Mother's Day memories because I think, well, definitely one of the last Mother's Days in America was 1990. And funnily enough, I got caught drinking for the first time in my <laughs> life the night before Mother's Day of 1990. How old were you? I was 14. Aww. And then ever since that Mother's Day, most of the time I've been in Ireland. And mm. I, in Ireland, it's in Feb, right? Or yeah. is it early March? It's happened already because I already sent my Mother's yeah, yeah, Day. Yeah, it's, it's Feb or is March. It? So I, I, my UK friends, I think, celebrated it like March 31st or something. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, just yeah, the same the, as Ireland's UK. not the UK, but you know that, right? No. Okay, well, <laughs> I'll edit that out. Okay. They, they turn on you fast. Yeah. Right. Really? All so right, well, first of all, don't we turn a on war me. Don't turn on me. I'm no, just no, an American no, well, doing the best I can. You're okay. Northern Ireland is part of the UK, and Republic Ireland oh, is shit. its own country. Okay, okay, okay. I knew that, but would never have expressed it that way. It's totally yeah, a lot, of, a lot of people don't know. A lot, I get a lot a of... A lot of very famous, massive acts. People have bought tickets to their shows a year and a half in advance. We'll have the audience turn on them because they make a mistake of being like, it's great oh to be here God. in the UK. Yeah. <laughs> the crowd will boo them. Yeah, and like, yeah. you'll never get them back. No. Never? Yeah, well, you, should, you should know that. Trump did it as well, didn't he? Trump was like, something about Ireland being a part of the UK. He said it recently. Really? Yeah, yeah. But it's not wrong because you just said Northern Ireland. No, yeah, but Northern Ireland is a separate country. I know, I know, I know. But you can, but surely, but only, yeah, but surely Irish people can understand the bamboozlement of there being two Irelands. Well, and I'm an American. I don't know. There's a rich history there. Yeah, there's I a know, very, I know. very <laughs> complicated history. I, I'm aware of the complicated history. I'm aware that it exists. I'm not aware of the history itself. But being an American is an excuse. You're fine. We'll give you that. But it's honestly, not my deal. It's so not my deal. I mean, I'm Jewish from Israel, so That's I fine. really don't You're know. From Israel? Yes. You're born in Israel? I was born in Israel. I'm a oh dual citizen. Oh my God. Will you yes. do my transplant show? I will do Katie. your transplant show. You can't be booking shows in the middle of the podcast. Thank you for asking. Perfect for it. She's complaining to I me about it. being driven. We're in the middle of something else. She complained about being driven? No, being I driven's didn't. the best. No, I didn't. I said it was great. I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, why? Because he exploited his dead mother for podcasts? No, I thought it was great. Hey. It was what my mother would have wanted. I think it was. I agree okay. completely. This is, this is absolutely true. She raised so a monster. This is, my mother was, had bad anxiety. You know, but that wasn't a term that existed in the 80s. So we just, you know, thought she was insane. But she, her, this is how bad my mother's anxiety was. Mm -hmm. She was dying. Now, we didn't know she was 24 hours from death. Oof. But Were you with her? Yeah, yeah, we were there. Okay. But so I was on my way back on the Monday morning. My mom died on the Tuesday. And uh, my brother said to my mother, now, we, we, we thought, she, at this stage, we thought she was okay. You know, like, not okay. We, there was a lot wrong, but we didn't think she was dying. Okay, we just thought okay. she was recuperating in bed. And, uh, but I was coming back just in case because there was a few signs that things might be touch and go. Good. So my brother goes, 
oh, Ma, Des, Des is actually going to come back for a couple of days. And she goes, he is? But he has shows in Galway this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> She's still worried She's about so that. Oh, no, right that's at the so end. That's what your mama does. Yeah. yeah. She's yeah. very supportive. I called my mom today. I let her yell at me for 40 minutes. Oh, she really? started yelling right away. Yeah. I was like, hi, happy Mother's Day, Yuma. And she goes, oh, what are you doing? <laughs> Freaks out on me right away. Here's the Why? thing. We don't, because she has a way, we don't talk as often as we should probably. I should be calling her like a few times a week or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I just don't. I, I will. You know, Mother's Day is like New Year's or whatever. I'm like, I'll call my mom. But she has this way of zeroing in on whatever is actually super relevant to my life right now. I don't know how she could know it, but also very triggering, like the most triggering thing. Like, you know, I'm at like this point right now, career wise and also in my personal life where it's like a very, um, very like it's, I'm a, I'm, it's a big push right now forward, right? Mostly career, like whatever. Personal but po- in a positive way. In a positive way. Yes, yes. But, you know, there's some there's always some anxiety attached to that, right? Like you're taking a risk, you're putting yourself out there, like you're doing all this stuff. And she immediately, she goes, I want to know, why don't you believe in yourself more? Get out of <laughs> here. First thing she, she said, said that, that? <gasps> but you hadn't you, said anything. Nothing, nothing. How, how did you know that that, how did you know that was going to bother me the most? <laughs> how did you know it was going to trigger me? But here's how I know that I've like grown as a person. You know, when you go to your parents' house and it's the same and you're like, oh, I'm so different. Like I've changed. It's really the first time she started freaking out at me that I, I, it, I wasn't sure. Tri- you know, I was just like, you know, you're, let's hear her out. Like, let's talk about this. I don't know. Like, what do you have to say? And what did she say? She said that she was like, you know, she was like, it would be, it's a waste for you to have like, you know, misplaced anxieties. It was a waste of your energy and it's a waste of your time. There's no reason for it whatsoever. Like the person who needs to know who you are is you and nobody else needs to, right? She was like, the, pe- the way that people um, blow up is... Well, that's not the right word because it was really, but you know, the, re- the way that people like re- become super successful is that they believe in themselves so hardcore. They have an unshakable faith in themselves and it doesn't, and it means that they can fail over and over and over again. Um, but and that's only, that's not a hundred percent true. That's one path to success. Well, what's the other path to success? People that are driven by the fact that they think they're not good enough, so they have to keep trying to prove to themselves. I don't think those are opposite things, right? Like, I no, I know, but what I'm saying is she's saying people that have this unshakable belief, but that's not 100% true as a path to right, success, right, right. particularly in the creative world. I agree, but but look, it's you, you can have, you can be super, I don't think that those are opposites, right? Like, I don't think that I'm at the pinnacle of skill. But let, but, but let me ask, what what... What made her start like this? I don't know. I don't know. It she must have been a concern that she had. It, she was on your it Instagram. Must. No, she's not <laughs> on Instagram. That's the crazy thing. It's like she's not on social. She's, you know, mad foreign. She doesn't, like, she's not, and she's mad an older generation, so she's but not. But it's not rational anyway. It's not what? like, it's not like these drives, these, these lack of, the lack of belief in ourselves, or various different things that are driving us mm-hmm. are like rational that you can just decide, okay, For sure. right, I believe in myself. Right. Mm. Well, that'll work for an hour. It's true. But it requires a lot of hard work on yourself to suddenly make that the norm. But I think, but that's what she was saying. She was like, some of this is within your control. So if you have anxiety that becomes overwhelming, it's actually not out of your control. Your life is within your control exclusively. And yeah, that was a really valid point. And and kind of nice to hear. You know, I think part of her yelling, like right off the bat yelling, was because she was anticipating pushback, right? Like she was, thought I was going to be like, oh, this is too triggering. And um, yeah, I didn't feel like that at all. I like appreciated it. 
Do yeah. you know what I mean? No, I, I do. My stepmother would give me similar advices, kind of like. Yeah, she loves you. Well, I know what you're saying about the anxiety, but also, what's the point in worrying? Let's say you fuck up on a show or whatever, mm. you have to learn from it, but then move past. There's a lot of comedians that are way too hard on themselves. Also, you're gonna fuck up. Yeah, you're gonna oh, bomb. Yeah. Well, that's also a separate skill, the letting go skill. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Not giving yeah. yourself a hard time, learning yes. from it. Right, right, right. All the fucking Tony Robbins self-help bullshit. All I love has that. I love all, that. Yeah, but I, I, and I think all of it has is full of wisdom. But it's all, and all sportsmen have all adapted it, This sports people, this concept of <laughs> always spinning it in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Mm. But that's a trick rather than the truth. Well, I don't see that. I don't think that there's, well. there's. I don't think there's a difference between a trick and the truth in some cases. I think anything can be. You can reframe anything to make it work for you. No, but, but you I, can I reframe guess my, anything to make it suck. Yeah, but 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 mm. what I'm saying is, I think the results are the same. Often, <laughs> sometimes people think the results won't be the same if you fucking admit it. I fucked up. Mm-hmm. Instead of turning around and being like, "Yeah, well, you know, we have to look forward to the future." You know, it's just like, "Yeah, I mm-hmm. fucked up, and it hurts like a bitch." Yeah. it's actually not going to hold you back. Yeah, yeah right. no, I agree. But, with you. but this vernacular has changed now, where it's suddenly like if you actually admit. The, the the real pain of it or the, the, the lack of belief that it's brought up in you that somehow that, that lack of belief is going to manifest itself. I see, I see. No, right. I like that. I think it's important to see because then you're like, oh, I don't want that to happen But again. there's some nuance here because, uh, you know, when, when moments of of self-doubt arise it's just as part of as much part of the process as having a lot of faith in yourself and being super driven mm, absolutely. you know you you, you well, can't you can divorce one from the other and everything's in a range right you can't be all the way up here without sometimes swinging back down there you yeah. can't like the one exists it exists on like a continuum right so anyway she had like great points to make and we ended up having a really nice chat i'm gonna call her back later tonight <laughs> it was it's crazy it's crazy i've never had this kind of relationship now let me ask you this before sorry go ahead katie well i was just gonna ask are you an only daughter no i have a younger sister oh, okay but I have a younger your mom's sister a jewish who- mom right yeah so i was just gonna ask because i know it's a stereotype but okay from all my jewish friends it seems to be a true stereotype mm. jewish mothers are quite neurotic quite so would you consider this a classic jewish neuroticness or neuroses or this is more just like your mother is very much into self-help um, I would consider it a bit of both. I mean, it is who she is, and she is such a like self development person. Yes. You know, she's not. She does. I don't think she listens to any of the gurus or whatever. I do sometimes. I find them very motivating, but she doesn't. She doesn't know about. She doesn't watch YouTube or whatever. But she, is, yeah, it's a little neurosis, and it's a little of that. Like she always. This used to drive us, me and my sister, batch it insane as kids, because my mom also speaks with an accent, so you know things just get to you, but. She would always tell us to do self-examination. Okay, that was her word. And we were like, please stop. <laughs> please stop saying self-examination. It's like a very specific word that she would say all the time. And she still does. And you know when you're a teenager and you just like hate everything your parents say? Like, stop saying that. But I get it. And she was totally right. And that I, it totally stuck with me my whole life. I'm like, it's not just like being self-critical or whatever. It's really like, what is my deal? Like, really looking at yourself like as objectively as you can. And it feels weird hearing your mom say that kind of because you're like, you can't be objective about me. You're my mom. You know what I mean? Yeah. But yeah, she weirdly kind of is. And my mom's like, my mom's cool as shit. I, I had no real appreciation for her. And I feel bad saying this until like now. Like but this that age. happens for everybody. Yeah. Because what happens is when you're, how old are you? 30. Because I was going to say, when you're in your 20s, you think you know a lot more than you do. Mm-hmm. And just time brings you the, rea- the wisdom that you don't n- nothing's as black and white as you thought nothing's and once, as black and white once you appreciate the grayness then you can go oh even though my mother made all these mistakes she's just normal she's just a person it's so weird that my parents are people and also i'm at the age now a little bit younger than they had me 
right? So I'm like at person age now. And it's weird because I, I get like I get their struggles in a way that I never got. Yeah, well, to to think about that sacrifice right now at this time in your life, you probably think, "Fuck, I can't." It's give overwhelming. Up every, you're giving up everything. It's yeah. overwhelming, and I do. It's not even something that really was on my mind before, and now it kind of is. Now I like have like a I don't know. It seems nice. It seems like a nice direction for your life to go. Some kind of some like something stable and more fulfilling than just telling jokes to strangers, which I like. I love it. I do it, you know, so I do it because I love it, but none, I don't think any of this really means jack shit without like really solid relationships in your life. Absolutely. Who fucking yeah. cares about any of this? Who cares about money, property, career? Who cares, right? It's like there has to be like more to that. Now, the problem is that we're almost doing a Mother's Day app now, which <laughs> so was not true. the plan. I'll tell no, you why. No, it wasn't. My mother's dead and Katie's mother was a fucking disaster. So this a disaster? isn't a topic. <laughs> I haven't spoken this, to my mother in a long time. This sorry. isn't a topic that alive. we like to fucking talk about on this <laughs> okay, podcast, okay. Karen. Oh, I've, I've triggered you. <laughs> oh, God, oh, my God. I'm, t- I'm totally joking. I'm totally joking. No, but she has a fantastic... I'm, I'm kidding. And she has a great relationship with her stepmom. Yeah, my That's stepmom's good. amazing. So. And of course, she That's can great. also talk for herself. <laughs> <laughs> Katie, shut up. <laughs> We're talking about your mom. Katie, there's another girl here now, so we get 50% female voice from this side of the table. It's part of the deal. Katie, we occupy the same space, so there can only be one. <laughs> That's funny. So it's a breakup app. I mean, I'm happy to continue talking about mother stuff if you guys want to talk about it. There's but just, I don't know how much mother stuff we yeah, can Yeah, we're good. Let's leave it. That's a natural end. Yeah, okay, perfect. It was great, though. Well, we really... You never know. You never know how, how it's going to begin, do you? Yeah, no, absolutely. It's nice and organic. But this is the breakup app, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm excited about this topic only because I actually haven't discussed a ton about breakups lately in my life. Really? Katie? How many um, breakups have you had? Oof. Well, I suppose what classified, like real breakups, like real relationships? One, two, uh, like four serious relationships, I guess. One, two, three, four. Yeah, four okay. ones. Four ones that were long enough to be Enough like, that it hurt. Well, her, three of them hurt them. One of them hurt me. <laughs> no hurt at all for the other three? I was out the door probably six months before I did it, you know. How long were these relationships? Um, the first one was two years. Okay. I was when I was 15 to 18, so that's Aww. like a baby. Yeah, no, but that's pretty big. Yeah, it was. It was long. I was like stayed with him a lot longer than I should have because I liked the drama at the time, yeah, you right, know? Right. Um, well, you didn't hurt when that ended? That's two and a half years of your life. Um, I felt a lot of relief, like mm. finally. He was not i you know he was not oh this is so offensive but he was really unattractive really? and not that that's but i thought it was cool that he was like older and he could buy me beer but uh. then he like did a lot of weird stuff like he pretended he had cancer um oh, to a, a lot hot of mess a lot of our friends and he would go around with a pretended he had cancer he pretended he did yeah and then it and came you knew out he didn't have cancer or did he pretend to you as well he pretended to me as well yeah, yeah. it and came when out did you find out that oh, he i think one of the guys said it to his mother or something and she was wow. like what the fuck are you talking about <laughs> So now maybe look, he might. Yeah, but that's just some bipolar. That's some weird shit there. Oh, something. he was just being dramatic. He was just uh, maybe it'll turn out that he did have something. So tell it, t- tell me about the the hurt one. That was the shortest relationship. That was only four months. But you were obviously like so. My shortest oh my God, relationship was, hurt me the most too. I was infatuated. I like when I I I walked into the bar and I was starting a new job. And when I saw him, I thought I am fucked. I was just like Irish guy. Irish guy, half black, and I just. He's like <laughs> the hottest guy until my current person, if they're listening to this. <laughs> um, no, but yeah, he's, he was, you know, when you just like make eye contact with someone, you're like, oh. And then we went on a date that night. He actually 
was meant to be going on a date with someone else that night she came into the bar she told me that he was just a friend i didn't realize but after we broke out broke up i found out that that was like someone he'd been seeing and he had kind of turned her away in front of me and was like she's so crazy oh it should have been a red flag terrible red flag flag. no but i just was like oh this is obviously some we see what we want to see exactly uh and then can you can you remember the the hurt because I, I actually, <laughs> the only reason I'm asking is This is some is dead mom talk. <laughs> no, because no, the reason I'm asking is because I actually think no matter how much you're in love, it's actually the first one. You can, I think you can be more in love with somebody after that, but actually the first one hurts like a bitch. I do. I still do because... The first, the first real hurt. A friend made a dig about it to me yeah. the other day, and we've been broken up a year, but a friend made a dig about it, but it made me cry. So I was like, I'm still, and I think even with my current relationship, who's like the most amazing guy I've ever dated, I was so cautious with him. Like we're a few months in now, but I was so cautious with him at the start because as I you should be, I, but, but just because of that previous one, yeah, I felt very you, guarded. Yeah. But you know, baggage exists for a reason. Like you, there's, you should be really, you should be really cautious getting into a relationship. Relationships are like a big deal. It's like a lot to be someone's girlfriend, to call someone your boyfriend. It's like commitments a lot. Even kind of a not, even if it's like, you know, it's on a marriage level commitment. I think it's like a heavy thing. Yeah. There's so what, what are the words you described to it that with the way that you felt at the time? Afterwards? That time you had that breakup. Oh, just like empty after, just kind of like exhausted. I had a, all my guy friends stepped in and told me I had to break up with him. It was like, I mean, he had borrowed a ton of money off me. He had like, was, one of those. was trying to stay with me. He'd lost his apartment, raging alcoholic. Oh. Spot, he like was quite abusive, but masking it through sex that I didn't realize it was physical abuse. Um, and it was until a few of my guy friends were like, You're, you, need to, you need to stop. And they kind of, I was like, oh, okay, right. So I had to block him on everything. He turned up to my house one day. Mm, turned up drunk, oh. covered in bird shit. He had slept out <gasps> on the street Jesus. that night. It was he really sounds so hot. <laughs> I know. I what was like, what a Karen, Karen just wants to fix this <laughs> motherfucker so bad. <laughs> I don't, you know, I don't, I, I, I'm not such a fixer. No? I'm not such a fixer, but... I do have a lot of empathy for people. So when someone is a little broken, which everyone is, I, 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 you can't fix anybody, but I feel like I, I see how they can fix themselves. I'm like, oh, this is like really simple. Like you're a dope person and you can develop your talents in this and this way. And this is not an issue. And this, you know, this you can let go of and whatever. And nothing works like that. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you can't like push people to, yeah, you can't push people to like be fixed. You just can't. It always has to be them. I learned that lesson hard as well. I used to love helping people. So I'm like, oh, I fixed myself. You can fix yourself. But no, you're right. It's not. Yeah. And you only fixed yourself for that stage. There's a lot more fixing still to be done. Yep. Yeah. But funnily enough, I, I remember being at a time where I fixed myself, quote unquote, and I remember being really fucking confident that I could help other people to fix. And now I realize right, I have right, a right. fucking notion. Because you think you have the key. You're like, well, yeah. I got through it. I can help. And yeah. That's where I am yeah. right now. You, you think you have the key? Yeah. Like, I feel like I've done like so much fixing of myself, especially in the last six months or so, or year and a, I don't know, a couple years, but more intensely like the past few months. And yeah, I'm like, I got, I got you. Like, well, honestly, I have all the answers. My advice is while you have that confidence, while you have that belief that you know, uh-huh. my advice is make some YouTube videos now. That's totally all what these I'm doing. <laughs> all these motherfuckers that are making money are talking with a confidence that they have the answer that is so misplaced, but yep. yet so incredibly popular. Yes, that's totally what I'm doing. I literally, ha- I'm doing it right now. Oh. All right, well, you're not advertising your YouTube clips. Okay. The reason, <laughs> by the way, I wasn't trying to grill you about the emotions. No, it's just no. that I have... 
I've had many breakups. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a, a num there's only so much time in a life, so you there's not that many serious breakups that you can actually have just because okay. the amount of time it requires to invest in somebody that you would have a serious breakup. Mm -hmm. But for me, I just I've had I've had more difficult breakups, but the hurt of the first proper breakup that I had. I mean, I broke up with a girl when I was 15, but that was like my first love, lost my virginity. And even though it was a serious relationship, you're just too young to really understand the emotions. Yeah. But the first proper breakup I had was with my girlfriend in Cork. And I will never forget the pain, even though I've had more serious relationships since. Yeah. And in fact, when my mom died, somebody asked me, you know, like, or we were just talking about the feeling. And I was like, yeah, it's just like a multiplied version of a really bad breakup. Yeah. That grief is just like yeah. a bad breakup times whatever number yeah but i remember that feeling of like when you wake up in the morning and you have about a 10 second window before you realize fuck, fuck uh -huh. she's gone yeah. we're not together anymore and the stopping yourself from not contacting the and it was easier yeah it was easier in uh, 1996 yeah <laughs> i bet in that i didn't have to not text her because texting mm. didn't exist oh my god in it's fact so i think the breakup was text. before mm -hmm. summer of 96 which was when i first oh. got my cell phone but really? even though it didn't matter there was no texting wow yeah no that is easier it's so hard now because you got the in now luckily my ex-boyfriend didn't have instagram i only had facebook and i just blocked him on that but i remember when i tried he had emailed me he got my email and he was like i'm you know i've been off the drink for a little while really want to give this a go you love my life and oh. and i was like okay and we picked a spot where we would meet and I waited there for like three hours <gasps> and he really? never, ever turned up. Now, he ended up coming to an, a spot he knew I was at, in, like, let's say a couple of weeks later and trying to explain himself or whatever. What but at say? that stage, I was done. Oh, my phone broke and Shut I got up. stuck at work, you know. If you wanted to. No, he got drunk. That was it. Uh -huh. But it was like that feeling of, oh, I've, I've let myself down now. Not just that. It's like, oh. <sighs> good riddance yeah good riddance and what about you before we get into the mistakes that we've all made <laughs> we want to do some practical breakup stuff but before okay. we get into that can can you remember the worst feeling doesn't have to be the worst breakup but you know what's certainly funny? the one that hurt the most yeah so it's funny i i was in a really really long-term relationship for like almost a decade and really yes you're 30 when when did that begin um when i was in college so yeah i was still in school so like 18 to 28? Yeah. 19 to something. It was almost a decade. I mean, it was like nine years. For our Irish listeners, when, when they say school, they mean college. College, just so, college. No, just so they, they're yeah, clear. Yeah, yeah, I mean university, yeah. So um, yeah, I was in my late teens, and but like an adult. And um, so that was a really long, of course, very serious relationship. And I thought we were low-key engaged to be married. Like we talked about it sometime. We had no like wedding you, plans. Were you engaged? Officially engaged. Yeah, technically. Yeah. I had that too. But that's not the breakup I was talking about. It's no, and it's not the breakup I'm talking about either. So that breakup was fucking rough. The and 10 year one? We, but here's my point. So, you know, we lived together. I had to move out while we were breaking up. It was absolutely brutal and will continue to be brutal for a while because, you know, you don't just. A, a breakup after that much time is not a clean break. It's awful. It's like excruciating. You break up for like a year. So even though I was out, it was like, you're just, you're not emotionally like totally out. And then I ended up dating someone else. Um, that's my most recent breakup. And that one hurt more. It hurt more and for kind of longer. Like I'm kind of still going through that breakup from like six months ago or five months ago. 
Um, and I realized five months isn't a tremendous amount of time, but we only dated for a year. Yeah. So at this point, we've been broken up like half the time that we were together. But and yeah. that one sucked so much. Like, it sucked more. Here, here's one difference is that by the time my really long-term ex and I broke up, we'd had plenty of time to fuck up that relationship. You know, yeah. where you, you have So you a, felt the relief also? I felt a relief also. And, you know, it's really weird to let go of a 10-year thing. It just feels, you're like, am I, I don't know. You, you have a I mean, lot of stuff down. It's a divorce. And, you know, you're like, what was this? I don't know. What, it, what, what did I do the last 10 years of my life? You know, what, you, you know, you call a lot into question. And, um, but... I had a while to get used to the fact that we were going to break up, right? And yeah. also, I was the one who pulled the trigger. I was the one who broke up with him. So, you know, it was my choice. You guys both lived in New York? Yeah, we lived together on and off for years. But when we broke up, we were living together. So I had to get my shit out of there in the midst of a breakup. It was the worst. And it was so stressful. But then the guy that I broke up with most recently, the breakup was really abrupt and... You know, there were, I'm sure, tensions existing between us before we broke up, obviously. But, yeah, I was still in love with him when we broke up. And I, I still am now, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm, like, not over it. I saw him, I guess, like, a month back. Was gonna, at, at a mutual friends thing. And I was going to, um, my plan was to go in there, look smoking hot. <laughs> and be, like, really sweet and nice and but just kind of say goodbye and be like you know it was it was lovely knowing you this was like a really transformative relationship for me but um there's, there's you're no like a forward. fucking poison for me well it's, I, I can't it's like such a trigger right like I, I i really can't go forward and like be okay and hold on to all this but that's totally not what happened like <laughs> we had like a really nice reconnection we ended up talking and like catching up we didn't even get that deep into like our shit right our relationship I, I explicitly came there with the goal of not doing that. Like, I didn't want to be like, so what happened between, like, it's not the time and place. What, are we going to resolve it right now? But, um, yeah, it was lovely. It was so nice to see him. It was a totally different vibe. There was, it felt different than when we were together because there were no stakes. It's like, it's not my boyfriend anymore. I know, but so, you don't think that's dangerous? What's dangerous? The way that that made you feel. Of course it's dangerous. I'm super not over that, right? So it's on top of the breakup. Now I'm not over this little interaction we had. And we, we didn't have sex. I was like, because I, I knew that would really fuck me up. Like, I'm not doing that to myself with full knowledge that, that I'm just going to, what am I going to just cry for years now? Um, but yeah, so it wasn't the goodbye I'd anticipated. And that, yeah, I, I don't even know what I'm doing. Like, yes, I know. I just said I have confidence in the answer. So he broke up with you? No, I broke up with him, but he kind of left me no choice. I, yeah. At the time, I felt I had no choice. I felt, you know, I felt disrespected by him in certain ways. Mm -hmm. And I felt like I just couldn't stay in this world. I didn't see, it didn't even occur to me to not break up. I couldn't see a way to not break up with him. I was so hurt. Do you think that part of the, 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 the more hurt that you're feeling is the sort of potential destroyed or the sense that it could have been something else? Rather than being absolutely sure with a 10-year relationship, yeah, yeah, you have yes, this yes, one, yes. which is just so exciting. A little open-ended, yeah. yeah. There, there is some of that, right? Like when, the, when my long relationship ended, there was a kind of finality to that, even though in my, you know, it's really... It, I'm very nostalgic. It's hard to just get over it. And, you know, I missed him a lot. You know, my, my 10 year ex, I missed him a lot. That was my best friend for a decade. So 
I would tell myself stuff to just like get through like days and weeks, right? Like, well, you know, maybe we'll both grow and then we can reconnect. Mm. And who knows what will happen in the future? You know, as long as you're not dead or married or pregnant, (laughs) life is weird. People get divorced and remarried and stuff. Like, I don't know. Anything's possible. But the more time goes on, the more I'm just like certain that that's not going to happen. But with this newer guy, I'm not certain of any of that. I, I don't have clarity on that, right? I don't know what the future holds. I still really care about him a great deal. Now and I know the, the feeling's mutual. I'm not going to get into any details. All right. But I have a little background information on this scenario that you're talking about. Yes. Me too. <laughs> so, are you ever afraid that part of this longing, passionate energy comes from a dysfunctional place because he's a complicated dude? He's a complicated person. Well, what do you mean by a dysfunctional place? On my end? Yes. And I, by the way, I didn't bring you here to grill you about this. No, I'm no. just I'm just curious because I can identify with the the intensity and the longing that tends to be stronger for some reason in the scenarios that are less healthy or more dangerous. And I am the exact same. <laughs> so well, okay, so it's a good question. I think that look the dis, as much as our relationship was slightly unusual in certain ways, that wasn't the dysfunction between us. Our thing was like, we were so obsessed with each other, so obsessed with each other, and it was such a high to be around each other, and the sex was unbelievable, and like, that was also kind of new to me, like that level of chem- chemistry. Chemistry. Was mm. new to me. Like Which goes hand in hand with this very thing that we're talking about. It's yeah. like a drug. I've never been an addict of anything. I'm just, I've done plenty of drugs. And I just haven't. You know, I'm just like, it's not my personality. But um, I was balls out addicted to this person. No, but the, I was the exact same way. Addicted. I and totally so the, the longing is also that. And so by the time that me and my 10 year ex had broken up, there wasn't not only wasn't there that explosive chemistry anymore but um you know even though we loved each other so much but also um that addiction had faded you know what i mean like i i could see myself living without him i could see myself living i could see myself just not being in that relationship and when this relationship ended i like i i I was i was floored i was devastated but the infatuation would fade there too though though. yeah and i think that's i'm not letting it go yeah i'm like purposely not letting it go i I think there's something so unhealthy about us wanting to be in those type of relationships like i mean Mm -hmm. of course you and your tenure ended for a reason but i do think long term there it's never going to be that infatuation it's never there's going to be times you just nailed kind of our dysfunction right so it was like that though yes with my with my the ex i was engaged to um, we had a, we had settled into our relationship pretty quickly, right? We'd settled into like a, um, um, you know, there's the frenetic beginning stage, and then you kind of mellow out, and we were really content that way for a while. Me and the newest guy never got there, right? We never got past the. It started to clash. The realities of being in an actual relationship with a human being, which is messy. You're gonna get mad at each other sometimes. Sometimes you're super in love. That's just what it is. We never could reconcile that part of it with how infatuated we were with each other. They're actually incompatible. 
Yeah, it's very difficult. They're actually incompatible. So it's exhausting. Us, it's exhausting. And yes. us being so in love made us unable to deal with normal relationship issues. So if we'd ir- annoy one another or there's something came up where it's like, hey, what the fuck is that? We felt we just couldn't, we felt really unable to address those things within the relationship because it felt like it was going to fall apart. Yeah. And we treated it in a very brittle, fragile way. And so eventually that kind of prophecy fulfilled itself, right? If you treat something as breakable, it'll break. So yeah, it broke. Yeah, I, I, because everything you're saying I relate to because I'm in the first calm, easy relationship I've ever been and I'm like, it's nearly off balance for me. Like I'm used mm. to the, the possess, possession, the obsession, yes. the jealous, trying to control, like I'm not jealous but I'm used to dating people who are like more dramatic and like Mm-mm. stepping around that whereas this, yeah, it's hard trying to be in something that's calm and normal well, and healthy. Well, here's what threw me about our last interaction, right? Because I didn't go home with him and we it was the first time we'd had an interaction that was like that. It was calm and like sober and really, really nice. It was like we were friends. It was like reconnecting with an old friend. It's a lie. What's a lie? <laughs> no. Is it? Oh, <laughs> like, no, oh my God. No, it's entrapment. No, 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 so no, no, no it, 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 I, I, there's nothing sinister, but the problem is that, so I, I'll, just, I'll just give an example. Okay, and, okay. And my, my, my scenario doesn't lead to a negative thing, but... So I, I nearly married somebody. I was with somebody for nine years, on and off. But one of the one of the breaks was quite long, like a year and a half. I think we were apart and oh, completely separate, separate relationships in the interim. Um, and then, coincidentally enough, I was actually I was filming the Des Bishop Work Experience, which was actually the show that like launched my career in Ireland. Mm-hmm. And uh, she was a photographer, so I got her to do the pictures. Now we had continued to do kung fu. We were in a kung fu class together, okay. and we had. We had managed to maintain what could be considered like pretty normal enough ex uh, relationship in that we never hung out, but we were in this kung fu class together. So okay. we saw each other from time to time. But then I got her to do these photos. And for some reason, when she came down to do the photos, there was this thing of, oh, well, this is kind of, this is kind of nice, isn't it? <laughs> and so it, we started just talking more, but not being together, but just yes. like talking more. Okay. And then she said, I'm moving to London to develop, my, you know, to further my photography career. And we were like, well, sure, you're leaving in September. So we might as well fuck around in the meantime. <laughs> of course. And then by the time she left, it was like, well, we might as well try to have a long distance relationship. <laughs> oh, no. And then four years later, our engagement broke up. But what I'm saying is yeah, that but you that's, have to be- that's what broke it. You can't get, you can't just go from an intense relationship, year and a half long breakup to then long distance. No, with I, the know, same but person. I know, but, I know, but, but what I'm saying is that, that that's just one particular scenario. My I'll point is it. that we weren't even going to get back together. Yeah, right. So it's dangerous when you get to that, that, I agree. that, that, that friendly yeah. place because eventually you will get back together. I agree. I think it was, well, if you want to move on from him, you got to cut him out cold turkey like cigarettes. You got to throw I him did. away. That's no, you went to that party knowing he didn't. would be there. You had a slip. I you had a slip. You, you got to go back and, and get your one, cigarettes. your one day coin. We had... <laughs> yes. We That's had, an AA joke. I knew what to do with each... We, <laughs> we, we had no contact from the breakup until that point when I knew I'd be seeing him at this party. And then since then, have also not had contact. Yeah, well, but... pretty good. Yeah, yeah. You know, you are, in fairness. And... Well, you're not, we're not saying you're doing no, 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 no. But no, just, I, just, I, just you, you if you can you do it for the future, because I know where I've got, done the, I've gone back, and I'm like, okay, I should have just cut them out. But 
we've uh, spoken about this not on the podcast but yeah. you've talked about how important it is for you maybe to be alone for a little while because you've come sure. out of a 10 year I never have on been. and off for a year yeah. and then straight into a year I never have been I've never really been on my own as an adult yeah. I, which I means I've never really been on my own I went from my parents house and then I was in college for a hot second before I met someone and he was not my peer he was 10 years older than me so I've like always the had 10 year guy was 10 years older than you yes oh. so it was yeah that was the whole thing and then oh he was 28 uh, when you were 18 yes or 29 when you were 19 wow so you know wow you fucking left him high and dry at 40 huh it's he's, wow he's fine he's fine <laughs> he went on he had he moved on faster than i did oh much faster than i did guys but, um, do but the, the hurt comes back to haunt them later on that's but exactly we'll discuss, what happened that's exactly what happened we'll discuss that that's what happened we'll discuss that in section three really <laughs> no no I'm just, I'm just kidding oh my god i'll settle in <laughs> i'm gonna need another tea well, uh, no conclude conclude this and then maybe we'll get into more general topics about breakups I mean, I, here's the thing. I'm not only am I not over it, I, I don't feel in a, a special need. I think I'm handling it fucking perfect. Like we're not talking right now because I can't take that. I just can't, I can't take a distraction like that. I have to do my own thing for a while. If we start talking, it's like, then what? Honestly, then what? What are we going to be like friends? I, yeah. I can't talk to him without no. having feelings and I can't have feelings without being super engrossed in this and I just cannot do it right now. So, and to be fair to him, I think he's doing his own thing too. So this is all healthy and good. And in my heart, I'm not over it and I'm not, you know, I'm not pushing myself to be necessarily over it. I'm not going to, I'm not pushing myself to control my feelings and thoughts yeah. because those I can't. No, I'm pushing right. myself to control my actions because that's what I have control over. And that has been a wild success. I got to tell you. Like I've I've never been funnier on stage. I've never worked harder in my life. You know, I've never been more productive. I'm just doing what I got to do. How I feel is almost irrelevant. I think I might may have said this on the podcast before, but it's like my favorite thing. And actually, my stepmother said it to me. But uh, you're just an emotional prison for a little while. So do you know what I mean? Like it'll hurt. It hurts less now than it did three months ago. But you just gotta keep doing it. And three more months, you're gonna feel a little less. You know, but then every time you see him again, it's like a setback. But you just got to do the time. You got to do the time. Or you fall in love with somebody else. Yeah, you'll fall in love with somebody else. You get infatuated with some other emotional mess. Yeah. (laughs) What a blessing. You're right. It's not enough to move away from something. You have to move towards something else. And at the moment, it's comedy and my friends. And it's not quite quite enough. It's not quite enough. It doesn't quite fill the void of someone you're in love with. Just doesn't. But it's good enough. Yeah. And, you know, of course, there will be other people. So it's all it's fine i don't i can't control that either no wait you know what i just realized what i came to america because of a breakup did you yeah i just totally forgot <laughs> i was with this guy for three years we broke up and uh, i broke up with him and then like a week later he kissed a girl we worked with in front of me and Ooh. in it front was of you in front, oh it was all it was to, like cause he it's was like immature it was like well, we had a we had a staff party and we all worked together and we were going to the staff party and then me and him, we were only broken up a week and we'd been chatting the whole night and this girl never liked me anyway. But she was wearing his jumper, his jacket and she came over and she said, I'm just wearing his jacket because I'm cold. I'd never do that to you. And I was like, oh yeah, I don't care. Now I did break up with him so it's not like I had a leg to stand on but then I went for a drink and I came back and they were kissing and I just left because yeah, I was like, boo. I don't, I'm not even going to give him... But then for weeks later, they would work together and she would come apologize to me. And But then she would do something nasty again, like she would say something mean. Or How old were you guys? It's like kid shit. Well, he was six years older than me. I was. I moved over here when I was 24, 23, okay. 24. So I was a year out of that, but on and off for a year. We okay. kept, we would hook up and then he would come and tell me after work. He would arrive up and be like, oh, I slept with her, but I was thinking your name the whole time. And no I'd way like, he said Ew. that. Oh, that's just... It was just so manipulative. Very dramatic. So the last time he did something like that, I was walking by you. This guy made, 
this guy didn't pretend he had cancer, right? No, no, no. <laughs> you pick some weird ones. And, I, and again, maybe, maybe <laughs> the other guy, maybe, maybe, the, maybe the mother didn't want people to know, so maybe the other guy did have like a weird, who knows? He so didn't have cancer. Thought, well, he was, you know, you're young, dramatic, but yeah, I pick him. My dad is always like, I just don't understand your choice in men. But <laughs> So my dad made me break up with this guy, actually, because my, my step-grandmother had passed away and he didn't come to the funeral. And my dad was like, where is he? Like, he should be helping out. And he was like, actually, he's not that nice to you. And he drove me up to the house. I packed up my stuff and then I broke up with him while he was in bed which he was not happy about but I knew Who I wouldn't cares? have I had my cat and my dad's I had a getaway car ready to go Aww. but we lived together and oh, it was just mess but so after the last thing of me of them two of their drama I walked by use it which is where you can buy American visas and I had the exact amount of money to get the visa a, so a J1 a student visa yeah gotcha, gotcha, so this gotcha. is a visa to America so I put my money on it and you couldn't use it until you graduated I still had nine months to graduate from college so that was it. And then he said to me right before I left, like, I'll move to America with you. And I was like, no, no thank no. you. Um, and that's, you know. Let me escape you. Yeah. And But look, I'm glad all those things happened because the best thing that ever happened to me was moving to America. So that's right. It was oh, damn right. To be in America. <laughs> Hell to yeah. Be in America. No dick will get in the way of me moving to America. <laughs> and I've already never, mentioned like, I hadn't orgasmed during sex before I moved to America. So you I'm glad had? I didn't stay with him. Well, really sorry, worked out for you. Or worked if his out. friends listen to this, sorry. Isn't this the greatest you country in the world? You don't have to keep apologizing to people that listen to the podcast. <laughs> well, I know that my friend who's friends with him specifically listens to this. Yeah, <laughs> one, of the, one of the guys. Fuck this guy. I said something about Dude, reading. Dude, fuck it. He fucking said to you, I was thinking about you while I was fucking my new girlfriend yeah and he was fuck like this guy you don't have to apologize he had corn- you're right actually fuck you also that's such cornered- manipulative bullshit well, co- i would never say that i only say that to girls that i fucked once and they're away and they need to feel special oh he was the you're worst guy <laughs> I, I, I i just think about that I, I don't let anybody know who i'm thinking about did i say this on the podcast he like so he was like really aggressive he would like wake me up during the night being like i know you're sleeping with gary and i'm like gary's my best friend but i'm like what the fuck i was never i've never cheated on anyone i think he might have been away but he pushed me one night and my cat was on the bed and my cat like skid at him and then he gave my he turned around and shouted at my cat and then my cat shit on his side of the bed <laughs> it's not amazing that, that your cat is better at dealing with your shitty boyfriends than you are yes i'm better now <laughs> i was younger me that's so fucking abusive uh, katie's to now shove the, someone away katie's now the cat she's yeah, not I, it was yes yeah, so it was pretty yeah that's physical <laughs> that's physical that's but horrific katie abuse. turned into the cat she turned into the cat. Oh, you now, you, you manifested that cat shit. Yeah, I no, did. I'm did. saying now Katie's the cat. Yeah, now I'm oh, like, oh, good for you. Nobody yeah. fucks with Katie. Now. Nobody fucks with me. Now I'm like, shit on the, the bed. Now <laughs> shit on the other side of the bed. You fuck with her. Now <laughs> I'm in such a good, like I'm treated so well in my relationship. He makes me breakfast every morning, dinner, and like treats me way too good. Pays for everything. Can't wait till this relationship turns into a disaster oh, because gonna I'm gonna play her back all the bullshit <laughs> she <know>. said. <laughs> <laughs> he, 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 he did do one weird thing. He did one weird thing that I spoke to Des about. Oh, well, we okay, did that on another okay. podcast. Are you going to talk about this now? I don't know. I'm afraid to. He did one weird thing that is a slight red flag, and we've talked about it, and I'll, I'll talk about it <laughs> on All right, the podcast. Tell, tell it its entirety. Don't rush it, because I know I've heard it, but nobody else has. Should I so, talk about it? Well, it's up to you, but if you're going to tell the story, tell it as if no one's heard it before. Okay, okay what happened? You know what I mean? Just cause, I'm afraid cause he's going to ta- listen to it and get mad at me. Well, then don't say it. I won't. Okay, I'll save it. Hi, love you people, but we'll wait until... 
I agree that it's not the best to talk about your current relationship on a podcast. I've made that yes. mistake so many times yeah. and I will never do it again. And he's so good. Like, yeah. okay, you may play all this back yeah, just when you... Dr- just, just, yeah, just drop it. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Just save yourself. <laughs> You're going to destroy your relationship by talking <laughs> about it We're talking public. about breakups, not, yeah, yeah. not your fucking bullshit yeah. hopes. <laughs> but I just, I just mean, it's nice to <laughs> be... Not your hopes and dreams. It's, not, it, yeah, it's just nice to be in something nice. Yeah, I well, think. stop. Just shut up, <laughs> Shut up. We're talking about Amy. breakups. I'm I am invested in you not ruining this relationship (laughs) on this podcast. (laughs) It's not worth it. Silence. (laughs) Okay, so let's 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 just just for for uh, comedy purposes slash advice purposes. All right, Katie, you you had a list of stuff that you said was obvious, but let's let's let's, from the obvious things, let's have a discussion. Okay, these are breakup tips that you got from the internet. Yeah, I googled how to break up with someone, and I went through a bunch of them and put all together what were the similar things they say. But they say uh, in person is the best. Obviously, we all know that. Yeah, we've discussed that before about text and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being honest. How long? No, no, chill, chill, chill. Let's just stay on that for a sec. Okay. Uh, How long do you think? How, how how many interactions do you think one has with somebody before it's inappropriate to just be like text? Wait, what do you mean? How many? Just say like you know, uh, you know how long how long will you be with them? like like you hooked up a couple of times? Oh, and you don't want to hang out anymore? Is it you know? Because we we've had this this we've we talked a about breakup the, by breakup. I mean. No, we're not talking about a relationship. Break- I yeah, no, no, no. I'm just now. I'm just taking it out of that just for a sec. Fine. Saying. When is it no longer appropriate to, to, to just text? To just be like, listen, I'm just not into it. Because we, we've had mixed results. Was it ah, Karen, so. Karen Fien was like, whatever, I can't be fucking dealing with this right now. Just fucking text. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So it's not about length of time. It's about like depth of emotion and seriousness. Of the relationship, like you can be in a serious thing very quickly yes. where it would be inappropriate to be like, okay, bye, like over text yeah. Yeah. or ghost somebody, or you could be hooking up for a while and it's really never a yeah. thing. And then you go, hey, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. So I don't think it's a timeline. No, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's an emotional So thing. fucking handy though when you just fucking text, you know, because then it's like, oh, oh that's ha- terrible. Ha- but it's like, yeah, but it's done, isn't it? I've, now I've it's gone, fucking done. It's done. Mm-hmm. I've gone on some, I, so I have not hooked up with anybody since me and my ex broke up back in December. It's been a minute. I'm not really a, like so hook up. It's been five months. It's been five months. It's been a 2019, I guess. It's that's... been five months. You haven't even kissed a guy. I kissed one guy. So I've been on two first dates. I'm not like a hookup hey, person. Hey, by the way, did you like... get on Raya or no? So they, I'm, I'm like on it, but I didn't yeah. set up my profile yet. But you're on it. You were accepted. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, I yeah. got Karen on Raya. Yeah. <laughs> I gave her my friend pass. Aww, yeah, really so nice. now they were like, congratulations. And I was like, ooh, it felt good for like a second. Then I was like, I don't know if I'm going to do an app. You're one of the elites. <laughs> I'm an elite. I know. They accepted me pretty quick. So I'm <laughs> no, no, no. The, the, it's a guarantee. The friend's pass is a guarantee. Oh, I didn't know that. I that's thought it was like was a compliment. Gi- no, oh, that's what I was giving you. I thought it was you. special. I was giving they you. They emailed me like, congrats. We've, yeah, because the friend's pass. We thought you through. That's not what guarantee. they said. That's not what they said. All right, well, now I know. That's not special. I had no idea. Well, anyway, that's neither here nor me there. Me and my friend used to call a rich asshole young asshole. <laughs> so... Are you under pressure for time? No, I just thought it said 10 to 7. My spot's at 7, but it actually says 10 to 6. We're all right. Oh, we're perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what, what did you just say? Oh, it doesn't matter. Oh, I haven't hooked up with anybody. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, okay, so I went on these two first dates. I just go on, like, first dates once in a while. And, because, you know, I'm trying to put, put distance of experiences between me and this breakup. Like, if I go on a date, I'm already kind of taking a step. Yeah, but rather also, than it's just, just fun sad. to go on a date. You don't have to relate it back to him. 
I did it for that reason. But yeah, it is just fun to go on a date. So one was a blind date. That was like, that was just not, that was just, that was just a no. Um, the guy wasn't like horrible or anything. It was just like not going to be yeah, a, a shitty thing. date. It's fine. It was, it wasn't even a shitty. It was like, okay. We went to see Colin Quinn show. Red State, oh, Blue State, right. Red State, which is like, cause I knew he wanted to take me to that. And, um, my, my blind date, the person who'd set us up was like, he wants to take you to Colin Quinn show. I was like, done. I'll go with any, I'd go to, with anybody to see Colin Quinn. So we went, it was fun and I was not interested and he hit me up for a while and did this weird thing where he's kind of a comedy fan. So it's just like, this was not ever going to be the right, the right match, but he would show up to where I had spots. And at first I thought it was a coincidence because (laughs) he kind of is around, but I'd never really seen him around. So it was weird. And then it happened consistently over like a weekend um, and then once I was like hosting at Greenwich Village Comedy Club and he was like, I was about to tell the story of his blind date and I look over and he's there in the audience. Oh. And then I ended up not doing any material because I was hosting, but um, yeah, it was weird. It so was did you text weird. that guy and be like, yo, you got to back off? I told his friend that I was so creeped out by the whole thing. It was just so weird for him to be turning up places and a bizarre feeling. And also it was like, I understand that you can't just give people hints. They can't read your mind. You have to be direct. But you know, I was never responding to any text message. It was, it was too fucking too much. It was just too much. When I did like morning radio or whatever, he okay, was well, there. Can, can so we, I told my friend, I was like, hey, can you please tell your homie to back off? He was like, yeah, you know, this guy is starting to get the feeling that you might not be interested. And yeah. I didn't handle it right. I should no, have been like... No, you just got to directly text. So the second time, that's what I did. This guy approached me at the gym. He was kind of cute. He was cute. And he approached me at the gym, which is like so off-putting. And I was like going to shut it down really hard. But then we talked a little bit and I was like, you know what? Fine. I'll I'll, I'll see what your what your deal is. We like went out. That's we had off-putting because that's the way it used to be back in the day. You had to fucking talk to somebody. No, it's <laughs> so gross. <laughs> it's disgusting to just talk to somebody. Like it's... But what that's are you the doing? way it used to be. At the gym... That's well, it used to be whatever. I mean, like... No, no, I get, some, I get that. But at no the gym... Other, there's no other way to meet people. I, I, I totally get that part. But at the gym is like... It's off-putting at the gym. First of all, I'm... And, you know, my... my The, the ex I was engaged, used to make fun of me because I would complain if guys would talk to me at the gym. But he was like, you're at the gym so that people will talk to you outside the gym. But you just like, they can't talk to you at the gym. I was like, yes, exactly. <laughs> he was like, you just want people to look at your butt, but not at the gym. So, yes. So you just want to be admired. Okay, so you, so this guy admires you at the gym, but he gets through your fucking anti-gym bias. He bias. came up to me when I had headphones on and was in the middle, not just in but the anyway, middle of you, you, But you met him. I was in the middle of a thing. Yes. So I met up with him. He was cute. We ended up talking. We like kissed at this bar. Oh, you went to a bar and kissed just like that. And we had a whole yeah, we had an evening. He was like hosting some show. He's an actor. He's not a comic. Oh, Hosted a show. It was cute. I could have told you straight away that's a fucking disaster. I already knew it was going to be. <laughs> I already knew. I went into it. As soon as I said, when he's an actor to me, I was like, oh, don't tell people oh, that. Oh, forget it. <laughs> 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 I was like, that's so off-putting. Um, so I went. It was cute. He did a good job. He like did these like cute things from the stage. And I was going to peace out. I texted my sister. I was like, maybe we should meet up right now. And uh, then he just did a bunch of cute things. And I was like... All right, I'll stick around. So you have a drink. one more time. No, no, no. This was one night. We went to a bar afterwards and, you know, made out this bar a little bit, which was like so cute. It was so middle schooly. Like it was just fun. And um, yes, yeah, so we go to my gym. So we took an Uber, you know, uptown. And I was like, you're going to go to your house. I'm going to go to my house. You know, I'm not hook up you like that. He was like, great. Um, kiss me goodnight. And that See was that it. Very American girl thing to do. Make it very clear and then stick to it. Totally. Yeah, I, I told him in the car, I was like, you're not coming home with me. And he was like, fine. Um, and uh, then I immediately lost interest. Like, I right away, as soon as I was home, look, it was the kind of thing where 
the, the, the opportunity to hook up would have been that night when we were kind of in the middle of like a thing, you know, and like there was this energy or whatever. And then immediately afterwards, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to like put so any did you text him and just this. be like, yo, I'm just not into it. So it took me a while to decide I wasn't into it. He had asked me what I was up to. I was like, hey, I'm not really sure. I'll hit you up later. Followed up with me again. And then I saw him at the gym and I hadn't responded to his last text. And he was kind of weird with me at the gym where he Ugh. was like, gave me That's kind of you a can't face. can't fucking date guys from the gym. That's Let's what I'm face saying. It. You can't. You can't. Can't share where you eat. It's such yeah. a mistake. So I saw him this one time and he, he was like, hi. And then he gave me this like look, like, like a look that demanded an explanation for not texting him back. And I, and that instant i just knew this was just i was just completely done and so um i was doing my thing i didn't see him to say goodbye like he was off doing something else so i peaced out of the gym and a little while later like an hour later he sent me this super long text oh no couple paragraphs oh long. My God. one fucking meetup i can't stand the one meetup fucking Come you on. don't respect me motherfuckers man. it was so it wasn't aggressive but it, i mean it was aggressive to send that length of a message to someone you've met once yes. but it was he was like hey also the first line of it i was on the phone to my friend text comes out, i go oh my god oh my god oh my god i just read it immediately out loud my friend goes no but <laughs> so that's the great thing about those texts you get to show them to everybody it's like yo check this out how fucking crazy is this guy <laughs> and, and you know i actually i didn't i i've told people in person but i resisted the urge to screenshot it and send it to everyone because it's bad karma i just felt in no, my heart no, that that was hard not you fair to show whom. it to people that's what I'm saying. I didn't. I didn't screenshot it, but no, I did no. show everybody. Of yeah, course. that's fair enough. Of course, it's like the funnest. But he he was like, hey, he was like, first of all, I've never been. You're the first person to ever ghost me, both oh, both both over text and in person. Oh god. Talk about unfuckable. Listen, if you're coming at me <laughs> with that beta, and he was cute, he was a cute, he was attractive and like fit and stuff. If you're coming at me with that beta energy now, when we've been on one date and I saw but you at the gym twice, not, you know what? It's not actually beta energy. It it's was the from opposite. Him. It's fucking. He's such a fucking egomaniac. He was no, so he's so was, fucking can't believe that you dissed him. It was butt hurt energy though. It was butt hurt. So look, it's something that a not beta energy. Someone who's coming at me with like a like just. Uh, confident masculine energy which is attractive would be like um, you know like it wouldn't, wouldn't would just be like would have ignored the fact that I yeah. hadn't texted back or and had left the gym I would have been like what am I seeing you that's what you do you just assume the best you assume that it's a positive situation in your favor that's attractive right instead of being like hey this feels negative to me maybe we can salvage it oh, don't do a, that now what? it is really negative you know what I mean now you've, oh, that's totally you've entrenched the negativity because you're kind of weak and if this weakness is coming at me like this and I barely know you, it must run so deep yeah. and I cannot have sex with you. And the way he wrote it was like, cause you know, we live in the same neighborhood, but I don't, I don't hang out up there. So I don't like really know the neighborhoody things. I don't even know like the parks and stuff. I'm always down here. Um, I live like way uptown and uh, we're downtown. I don't know if people know that. No, there's, there's no secrets about the location. There aren't? Like as in like people know I'm in the Lower East Side. I post all the time on my Instagram. Oh, There's no yeah, secrets. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay, fair enough. All right. Um, Plus, there's so many women been up here. I mean, the word gets out. <laughs> no, just kidding. Bitches, am I I'm right? Just, I'm kidding. Well, uh, they have to go through it. A, a, so a, a strict security man first. <laughs> That's right. Thank God you've got balls out security downstairs. Yeah. Oh, listen, I tip my security guys good. It's like you keep your fucking mouth shut. <laughs> I never walk through this door and you go another one. <laughs> What's this one, Dominican? <laughs> okay, guys, I'm kidding. Fascinating. I'm kidding. I didn't tip the guys. I know they keep the fucking mouth shut. They keep the fucking mouth shut. <laughs> They're professionals in New York. They never say shit. But hey, Romeo, this whole thing, he goes, he goes, 
uh, I don't know if you thought that, were you under the impression that I wanted us to, you know, do this and show you this and go there? It was like all this stuff that we talked about in the neighborhood. He was like, have you seen this lighthouse? No. Have you been to this park? No. He's like, you know, I don't want to pressure you to go to this park with me or this lighthouse. Really what I wanted was just Netflix and chill. This oh whole my God. fucking thing. Jesus Christ. He goes, he goes, allow me to court you. Da, 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 da. And I allow was, me to court you. Yes. What is he fucking Walter Raleigh? Also, what are we gonna? <laughs> are we gonna get married? Like this is too much. This court is way too, too much. much. Court you for what? What are we gonna get engaged? Like, homie, I am Shakespeare, freaked Shakespeare out. Shakespeare degree. Yeah, bro. What did you do? You but come up with that yourself? Actual people in relationships don't send more than four sentences in a message. Amazing. Like, what do you do? It was a long. It was a long. He was writing his novel. Wow. It was a novel, and then people are um, so sensitive. People are so sensitive. So unattractive. Well, it was. And Anyway, by friend. the way, we're supposed to go to a list of fucking breakup tips. We're I fucking know, I know, 15 I know, I know, minutes on your goddamn two texts. I know, I know. But <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Bringing this heat. <laughs> but I just go, I was, my friend was like, wow, that's a lot. I was like, yeah, listen, someone who sends me a text like that, like kind of begging to be seen again, just means that he's already come like seven times thinking of us having sex. And he's like, the whole, that message was like, I thought we were going to have sex. Why are we having sex? Why allow me to have sex with you? Well, yeah, because he, you know, the, some guys are so funny like that, like. He, he would have fucked you and then ghosted you and he'd be comfortable with that but because you cut yeah. him off early he's so hurt you're so wise that's it that's it oh my god I mean, maybe maybe not people tend to want to stick around oh yeah I don't know about up. all that maybe I think feel like it's a projection a little bit <laughs> yeah, well, listen I just I'm just here for the jokes I'm not here for the truth <laughs> okay the next right, tip, the number next two. tip is something you already did and we already spoke about end as soon as you know it can't go on which is what you did with your ex-boyfriend I did you oh. just Get and out as soon as you know what I did with going, the last who one, the but fuck not follows that. But yes, well, I didn't the first time. I, you know, it was probably mm -hmm. years. You know, probably at least a year when things were kind of, you know, it's when you live together, yes. it was someone for so long, it's really hard to do that. But the shorter term one was like really intense. Something about the intensity of it made it made me just know to pull the trigger. I guess that's a tough one though, because you know, sometimes you think it's not. You can go on, but it's just a tough period that you get through. Yeah, a hundred percent. So it is a tough, it's gonna get better. It's very hard to know, really, when you know if you know that is you shouldn't though? go on. It, I, I think it is because, like, well, first of all, if you're married and you have children and there's a level of commitment totally. that's deeper, yeah, you, you got to get through that shit anyway. Like, I, I, I just think instinct is bullshit a lot of the time. I agree. I'm talking as someone with unmarried with no kids and no assets. Yeah, well, the people. three of us are. Right, but, that, that's, but that's that's the perspective I'm coming from. That's really good what you said because I always think trust my instinct and I've ended up in really bad relationships. So that's funny where you say that instinct. Well, well, just in the sense that like, I, I mean, there have been times, I mean, I, I've had I've had some successful relationships, unsuccessful relationships, but I would have gladly walked very early on a couple of them yeah. and thank God that I didn't. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I just, I like that advice. However, I think it, you have to be, I think there should be like a, like a paragraph under that, which I'm sure there was on Google about the, the ways that you can check yourself if this instinct is believable, you should totally. trust it. You know yeah. what? And even I, I honestly just had this thought within the last couple of days that even though when I broke up with the, with my most recent ex, it was so I was like, I have to break up with this guy. Like it, it didn't e I, I didn't even see a choice. I didn't even consider other options. But when I think back on it now, I believe we kind of had to break up because of timing issues and all kinds of shit. But as, as far as just what catalyzed the breakup, like the shit that had just happened between us, did I act in haste? Like, no, I, no. I, I don't. Do you guys don't think so? No, no, no. I don't. It's I don't not, know I mean, anymore. We're, we're not talking about which I understand, but actually, I think that was that was a, that for me would be beyond instinct. That is clear yeah. as day. Fucking if you, the yeah. jury, the jury's. 
The jury is going to come really back disres- unanimous. I felt no, disrespected. You had, I felt intensely disrespected. And I was like, I can't no, do this. If you hadn't have walked out six months later, you would have been like, that would, should have been the red flag. Yeah. Sure. Mm. You would have felt so... Mm. You, did, you did something that everybody is like, if they were to hear, would be so proud because mm. there's so many people who yeah. wouldn't have, but that was 100% you did. The, that he And I would go further to say that part of the intensity of emotion you were feeling was largely to do with the kind of guy that he is and they never end well those relationships okay. and he caused and that's drama. not fair he caused that you didn't do anything and that's uh, I, I can't even see how anything mm-hmm. that was that from what you've told us is but a it's very good to experience that fucking intensity man. to 100 percent. it's great but it's, it's good that you got lot. out pretty unhurt i feel well you know uh, I, you, you know emotionally it fucked me up a little bit but is it gonna am i damaged or whatever no i'm not i'm i'm honestly more fine than I, as I'm still hurt from it, but I'm I'm so much better off as like a strong person than I was before any of these breakups. Uh, yeah. I mean? I, I, honestly, feels- I think I think that you followed that advice. The 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 part of that advice that is definitely correct, you followed it, and yes. I think I think you're better for it. Now it's impossible Appreciate to that. well, it's impossible to know the what ifs, but I do think the what if of had I thought fuck it, I'll deal with what happened, but we'll stay together, have a stern conversation with him. I think the future would have been when, would have been dark. Well, we had a stern conversation in the course of that weekend, and it didn't take. I think, and then there was no. another incident immediately after that. So that that really was like I just I felt a lack of empathy from him. Like that's we just talked about it. But that's you you leaving gives gives him the choice to kind of look and address his behavior, fix it, and come back to you and say I'm sorry you were wrong. But he didn't even do that. Well, look, look. To be fair, it's only been a few months, and to be fair, yeah. to be to be more fair, you know, I think that we I I when I saw him a few weeks back he I could tell that he had also been in pain and I could tell that that doesn't mean take him back or whatever but I could see that I wasn't the only one struggling and I could also see that he had done a little bit of that work is it enough no or we'd be together but um it was I I I could see that I wasn't the only one going through this you got out in time yeah I agree what's the next one okay um oh yeah be honest Uh, acknowledge the real reasons um so oh god it's hard to do that so hard oh my god it's hard so to do well, that the real ever. reasons are i haven't fucking loved you for years <laughs> yeah, the sex has gone real bad boring <laughs> you know you don't lick my ass I, you know all these things that are essential in our relationship it's also so fixable lick an ass no, I'm grow ki- up I, guys i'm kidding i never broke up on anybody because they didn't lick my ass guys i consider i consider ass licking to be uh, a bonus a privilege not an essential part of the relationship yeah. really but it's such an easy ask uh, yeah, I, I, yeah but you know for you it's, yes. it's hard. It's hard. For, 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 whom, for whom is it a struggle? Listen, what, to there's lick loads of people have on this. <laughs> I have never licked anyone's ass. I'm talking never, to Irish people. never even watch fucking porn. What? No, not anyway, yet. Anyway, it's a, re- it's a regular. Gonna do, I'm going to wa- watch it with a little camera. And, you well, know, it's very shocking use if you've it never seen the, it. It's a shock. Well, I saw once. I've already, I've saw an, a, a, a bestiality porn, and that's good. Yeah, well, don't yeah, start yeah, don't with that. <laughs> when I was 12, 13, The boys showed me. <laughs> Let's no, okay. Yeah, We're gonna wait, start you off a little important. softer. It's not. So let me see that. It's on, so the, important. The honesty one is really hard because sometimes it's it's easier to just lie because you don't want to hurt. The, you know, it's just if you honest, you're like, well, you're with possessive and jealous, and then you know if they're aggressive, they might. They're not yeah, gonna but that I well. mean, listen. At the end of the day, I, the, the being honest part's not that important. The most important part is that you fucking break. Up. Dude, I thought yeah, it was I be agree. honest with yourself. That's how I took it. No, no, no. It Basically, be honest with the other person. No, you to don't say, have to. Th- yeah, to say because they is, should fix this themselves. You don't owe them anything. Yeah, fuck that. That's not important. Okay. It's about you. Um, I got one. 
Okay. Which is basically, if, you, if, you're, if you're sure 100% that you don't want to be in this relationship, you've got to fucking not have contact. Yes. Contact That's is... That's what it says here. Break off contact. Contact is Which a I curse. Did. You got yeah, to do that. No, no, you know, no, people no, are like, I, I, I think know. we can still be friends. Yeah, maybe sometime in the fucking long-term future, but even thinking about the time where we might be friends is a trap. Yeah. You can't yeah. be fucking friends. No, I friends. agree. I completely 100% agree, I think. Agree. Long-term, you might end up being friends. I'm actually, I got, I got pretty good friendships with some long-term exes, and I mean, they're married with kids now, we're friends. That's so, why. Yeah, that's, that's fine. Yeah. But short-term, if you want to, if you really need, want this relationship to be over, you can't have contact. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because there's, there's, it creates voids. It creates an emptiness in you. And the, when you have an emptiness, it's desperate to be filled. And you cannot fill it with the very thing that's created the emptiness. Well, it's like, look, that that's it. It's the void already exists, whether you have contact or not, because you're not with this person. And so the contact gives you this false sense of proximity, right? Oh, well, it's like they're right yeah. there. But they're not right there. You had shit that broke you up. But not to mention that sometimes it, it temporarily heals the pain. And actually, the pain right. healing makes you feel like maybe this is better because mm-hmm. I hate the fucking pain. But that's like a fucking heroin addict halfway through his sickness being like, fuck it, just one. 100%. And then you go, actually, this is better. And it's like, yeah, and guess what? You're fucking three years, you're going to be back in the same fucking spot. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, you have to just take it. Take your, yeah, take you an L. fucking sweat it out. Take that L. Yeah, and it's no, not, it's not, breakups are not graceful, right? Like, you're going to be messy. It's going to be, it's not pretty. You're no. not going to look good. <laughs> you're not, you know, I don't mean like to the other person. I mean, you're going to be a mess for a minute. You're going to yeah. be like, you you're going to break out. Yeah, you you're going to skip the gym or whatever. Grieve. Like, it is grieving. Yeah, it it's is. Absolute it's, 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 it's a loss. Well, something, it's a huge loss it, and, and something for, and died. The, but and for the person who's doing the dumping, I think people forget that the person who's doing the dumping is also losing some someone and yeah i, I don't think it's that much of a difference yeah i think yeah, it's hard for both the whole who uh, broke people, up with who people are always like there for the person who is broken up with it but if the person who is doing the breaking up is making that decision it's so hard i feel as bad it hurts to hurt people okay there were, okay there was advice then on how to do the breaking up and it was that it should be if you're going to break up with the person it should be in their home so you can leave 100 percent. that's also how first date should go like if you go home with somebody go to their home and then leave oh i wouldn't go ho- go home to anyone's home on a first date because i wouldn't all right not safe. first date I, I also don't go home with people on a i first mean date, if i want them i i don't I yeah w- let's just stay focused yeah <laughs> that was her that was no 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 i know i, I blame I did, you no 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 I'm, nobody did anything wrong there i just i'm just you conscious. are so the dad of this podcast <laughs> well, well somebody has to keep it well yeah. anyway yeah, yeah, yeah. so do, but then there was also this other thing saying do it in public which i don't think is good i don't think i think in their it's not home, always appropriate yeah I, but i guess the public thing is more if you're afraid for yeah. an a but yeah and i mean honestly i don't think I, I don't think it's as important to talk about like how to break up because i think at the end of the day the way to break up is to just fucking do it yeah, yeah. you're right. whatever way it happens i mean i know that there's a, there's a ton of discussion to be had around what's appropriate and what's not. But most importantly is to begin the process because no matter how much they think you shouldn't have done it this way, uh, people will throw their shit onto you about how hurt they are. Mm-hmm. The reality is that the hurt has begun and that's yep. the most important It's going to be a mess no matter what. And the truth is the hows are, are kind of a lie because it's so, so specific to the people who are breaking up. Yes. Well, I forgot because, sorry, I forgot that there was another article I read where it's so back to the part where it says when you think about it, do it. But there was another psychologist woman and she was writing that Tell the person all the issues you're having. Give them a chance to fix it. And then if it's not fixed, then that's, break up. That's what oh, I did. Yeah. Both that's times good, is what that, I did. That is very yeah. good advice. I think so. Because I think the other person might not be aware. I think it's so true. Communicate everything. Even if it's something as fucking irritate you that they're late all the time. The person might not. Re- like I'm late to everything I go out like dates I'm always late but like if someone was like oh, it really bothers me I'd be like fuck I better because totally. I'm always on time for shows I can be on time yep. but I mean that's very small but I'm trying to think well the bigger the bigger stuff would be like 
you seem to be uncomfortable with my affection. Yeah. Uh, you, 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 you tend to hide in your phone, uh, you know, when we're together. And I'm just wondering, uh, you know, do you have a massive problem with intimacy? Yeah. And if they're like, go fuck yourself, then you probably need to break up. But if they're like, right. I'll go see somebody, then yeah. you might have a chance. Yeah. Or, or even when guys get jealous, uh, you know, when you're dating someone and they get a little bit jealous over another guy and you say, this, you know, this is a friend, you need to kind of check that. Mm-hmm. And then if they check it, fine. I know, but I mean, like, in terms of reaching a point where you're thinking, fuck, this is a problem, that is very good advice to yeah. say. Don't just think, like, I don't think this is going to work out. Mm-hmm. Say, we need to sit down because we're at a fucking major no, crossroads yeah, yeah, here. That's what I'm and here's the things that I think they might have some things that come back to you. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. And they might be able to just then be like, well, yeah, look, anybody agree. can fuck up. Like a fuck up isn't, I always, like I, my, my friend and I will always talk about relationships, always say that's not what you do. It's what you do next. Right. Like you're going to fuck up. You're going to do stuff that hurts Corporate people. Corporate speak in relationships. Is that, is well, it super the, corporate? Because what I see is like you'll, you'll you will fuck shit up professionally, personally, the whole deal. But that's to be expected, you know. Assuming your intent wasn't to be hurtful, um, it's not about that. That's okay. It's what you do next. It's not just the the fact of fixing it, but like how you get from point A to point B. Like it's between those two points. That's what's important. And I I think we've all been in relationships. I'm sure our listeners have all been in relationships where. You're sitting with your friends and you're like, we're just going through a tough time. And then six months later, you'll be like, actually, we're in a good patch. So, I mean, relationships do have ups and downs. But in relation to corporate speak, there was an Accenture commercial. And it was Tiger Woods in in the weeds, high weeds. And it said, success is 10% what you did and 90% what you do next. Oh, oh, shit. I didn't know it was like that. Tiger fucked up and he's in the weeds, but... If you can get this motherfucking ball out of these weeds and onto the green, that's the more important part. And he did yeah. it. So don't focus on your mistakes. Yeah. I oh, know. That's really good. Uh, my friend gave me really good advice once because because I'm so careful because of bad relationships, I nearly expect perfection mm. from the next ones. And she was like, no one's ever going to be perfect. Mm. You have to also oh. remember you kind of have to accept some faults. Oh, absolutely. And you also can't expect the level of chemistry with a new person that you had with someone that you have history with, right? When you meet someone new, it's just not going to be what the last thing was. Mm. It's not. Mm. It's new. You don't know each other. So you can't, you know, and it's, there's all, it always invites the comparison to who you were just with. And something that's an extreme intensity at the start can burn out very quickly. Mm -hmm. So, or where something else could build with intensity over time, which is like, I guess I, when I had that intense thing, when my next thing, I was like, oh, it's not as intense, but yeah. now it's so much better than what I had before because we've built and got comfortable and got to know each other a little bit better, whereas a lot of my stuff before were quite intense. Yep. So okay, so one final thing I want to talk about. All right. I'm getting under pressure for time here. Okay. Katie has a set at 7 o'clock. That's true. Yeah, I'll leave at 6.30. Okay. This is a favorite topic of mine, but I, I, I can't speak. I, I don't know if this is an absolute fact, but I definitely know that men and women deal with breakups differently. They really do. And my, my, uh, my throw-out assumption is that men definitely tend to feel it later. I alluded to it earlier. But in my experience, in my lifetime, I have found it quite easy to get over the initial breakup. But the hurt, or certainly the, lo- the longing or the loss, tends to hit me a little later. Now, that might be a personal thing to me. That How I much liked. later would you say? Well, I, I, I don't know, but I'm just saying like, it might be personal to me that I, I look on the... So I just go... I'm fucking free. And like, <laughs> of course you feel it. You feel the hurt, but there's also this sense of now I can do whatever I want. And it's actually for some reason a few months later. And anecdotally, I've heard a lot of women say the guys tend to three or four months later come back and send texts, say, I'm thinking of you. Or whereas the women, you guys can speak with experience, 
really fucking feel the hurt straight away. Mm-hmm. And, and perhaps I, yeah. even sometimes are shocked at how men just get on with it. But I don't know if this is a fact. This is just my own experience. Well, I've always found by the time they come back to you, we've already done the hurt and moved on. Well, that, that's, the, that's, what I, I, I'm, that's what I'm throwing out as perhaps a thing, but I don't know if it's a thing. Yeah. So we talked about this a little bit, but um, I think that there is, yes, I think that there's some truth to that, definitely. But I also think that um, the way that men and women internalize a breakup is completely different, right? Like yes. the way that like, and also I think that comes from like a lifetime of how you internalize um, whatever, taking some L or some failure, or some like some something, right? Like I think that men are used to having to suck it up. And yes, yes. there's an element of like. So you think it's an element of that sort of male upbringing of just fucking deal with it versus women are allowed to have emotions it's not just even it's not just fucking deal with it it's deal with it and then figure out what you did to avoid this going forward women don't get that same our friends don't talk to us that same way for the most part i mean i'm i'm i think for me it's different because i'm in comedy whatever my friend you know our friends are slightly different maybe than the norm but you know women are encouraged to self-soothe and um, find like ways in the rom-com, have the ice cream with the friends. Have the ice cream, socialize, whatever. And men, I think, are encouraged to kind of work through it, which is the actual correct approach. Ice cream doesn't fix it. Like getting drunk with your friends doesn't fix it. The truth is, and we, we mentioned this a little bit like, you know, off the podcast, but if you... If something happened not to your liking that you were also a participant in, right? A breakup takes both people, whether you were broken up with or whoever's fault it was. You were in it. So it's partly your fault. And honestly, to move forward, it would behoove you to just accept it as your fault. Yes, my breakup was not, I didn't catalyze it necessarily. But if I just go, all right, I hated this. It fucking sucked. It still kind of sucks. Like, what did I do? I have, I can think of 10 things, you know? And that's not to say that he's, faultless but going forward i can just be better and avoid that exact kind of hurt again yeah it's so like a masculine approach but but do you think in general that women feel it more initially up front you know that is so general and my experience hasn't exactly been that way and the experience of my female friends i gotta talk to to like an expert on that yeah Yeah, because that's there is that meme there's that studies studies show that this is what happens in the male brain and this is what happens in the female brain upon breaking up it's weird because i i actually can't it's more vague in my mind what the female experience is because I've had it both ways. But with men, it actually does ring true because that's kind of what happened. You know, my ex started kind of texting me like a few months later. I think initially maybe it was might have been a relief for both of us, but also I was really going through it. Like it totally was the worst, especially initially. It was the worst. I don't think he was, I don't think any, we're human beings. I don't think anyone's exempt from that pain of a breakup. Well, let me give you another anecdote, a little personal anecdote, just to th- give right. a bit of context. So my engagement breakup, which was a biggie, we owned a place together, Ooh. and which was, which was no big deal. We weren't living together, though. Okay. So uh, because, as, you, you know, as I said, she was somewhere else. And I, I very rarely talk about her, and she certainly does not like me talking about her, so I keep it as, as general as possible. But uh, there was some practicalities in that when the beginning of the breakup started which was heavy jelly by the way which i'm definitely not getting into okay but it 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 wasn't her plan to be breaking up let's put it that way okay so anyway long story short it was very it was all very dramatic 
And I, I said to her, listen, I said, if it turns out that we stop talking to each other completely, I just want you to know that you don't have to worry about the apartment for now. I'll look after it all financially for one year and we'll deal with it all in the future when everything has calmed down and we're like more sure about ourselves and we're not fucking angry at each other and we'll just deal with it then. So Fair. just don't message me about how much you owe me. Just fucking forget about it for one year. Okay. And she said, you're a sociopath. <laughs> <laughs> how the fuck can you be that practical at this time? That's a guy thing. And, 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 and I said to myself, I guarantee you there will be some time in six months time where she'll be like, thank fuck he thought of that. Because it is so great mm. to not have to fucking contact him right now <laughs> about this fucking mortgage. You know? But, but at the same you time... You paid for it exclusively for a year. Well, that's irrelevant about the... We, we won't talk right, about right, the right, ins right, and right. outs. You don't want to talk about it. Okay. No, no, but no. But I'm just saying like mm. the thing is that it was a thought that I, I had a practical thought sure. about. How, and and that, that was almost offensive to her. Yeah. But it was very normal to me. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that's, that's where I'm, I, I'm not talking about that to sort of reveal bits about my previous relationship. But what I mean is I do think sometimes that men go into these weird practical places and women go into these more emotional places. Yeah. And I don't think one is better than the other. But actually, in my personal opinion, I think long term, <laughs> it's probably better to allow yourself to feel the feelings rather than right. to be practical. But then there's a part of me that thinks actually the practicality is kind of handy. No, I think I, I think practicality and I, I like I'm a woman. And I know what you're saying, but I still, when I broke up with my ex-boyfriend, I packed up everything. When I woke him up, I said, we're breaking up, but I'm giving you a week to move out um, just to make it easier because it was originally my place and I moved down to my parents for a week. So our our breakup was very practical in that regards. And he told me that I was a monster. (laughs) But I was like, I thought I was being so nice. Like oh, I was yeah. thinking of, I was thinking in the line of thinking you're thinking, but not as extreme. Mm. But yeah, but it's the it was same a very thing. It's like without bringing a drama to it, without bringing. I would be, I would definitely close off the emotions for. I would, yeah. You gotta just get but through. You can't be super emotional all the time. You gotta like live, live and but deal I, with rent and stuff. But I also had a heavy male influence in my life. Yeah. Like my dad was the one bringing me up. He was the yeah. one telling me what to do. So maybe that was just because I think there's I was also following. like a biological element to it, also, right? Like, Katie's got big dick energy. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, sweet, yeah, baby. <laughs> but like men are, men ha- are like women have babies, and men don't. Our babies. So <laughs> men need to be raised to adulthood. Men, men can't handle after one gym date that you don't fucking text them Couldn't back. Couldn't take it. But there's a there's an element of like you know back in caveman days or whatever you you couldn't be so sad that you couldn't hunt a buffalo. Do you know what I mean? Like you yeah. would die. So you know, and a and a woman can't go out on a on a buffalo hunting rampage because her kids would die. Like there isn't there is. I mean, there's loads of problems with going back to the. I'll rationalize a lot of fucked up shit now we want to go back to those times just for the record but but I know you're like not allowed to say anymore there's differences between men and women but there are Oh, clearly Huge there are differences between clearly men and women, and and it's not it's not that it's hard and fast for everybody, but there are tendencies that exist. No, we can pretend people. that that's not the case, but that's fine. These people are in denial. But it's crazy. Let them it's have crazy. their moment. But the people <laughs> people tend towards winter, certain winter things. is coming. Winter is fucking winter's here. <laughs> winter's here. <laughs> These people don't know. They think they know, but they don't know. But they don't know. So it, it makes sense why a man might initial his initial response might be more pragmatic, and a woman's response might initially be more like emotional, right? It doesn't you're not bound to it. I should have more research i should have actually if this podcast was properly fucking <laughs> educational i would have found out 
the actual science versus the the sort of assumed anecdotes yeah. around m the male female response. But there's not a way to do this study or whatever that's not also just super anecdotal. You I know. know I mean? I like know, what, what's I know. the science going to be on it? I know. I guess. I guess that there might just be more informed voices than mine. Yeah, but is but this an educational fuck? podcast? Listen, all it's these just, fucking all the shit. millionaires that I can see are all fucking full of shit. <laughs> yeah, they are making shit up, speaking confidently. Hundred percent. Everyone's full of shit. I all have right, to well, go. Yeah. It's an right. uh, yeah. Well, we've been. This has been long. This is long. You're, this where are you? Fun. New York Comedy Club. Yeah. Oh yeah, you'll be there quick. Well, I, it's just thirty minutes. Gramercy. Uh, on on what? On Google. It's I yeah, don't know. But I guess no, but how are you? How are you getting there? Yeah. Who's gonna get the public transport? Oh, get an Uber. Yeah, get an Uber. I'll get you an Uber, Katie. How about oh, yeah. that? Oh, yeah, I'll get you. I'll get you an Uber. Oh, I'm so happy, like a famous person. I can't not get you an Uber. I got fucking Shane an Uber yesterday because we gave him the wrong address. Oh, you know what? You know <laughs> what? Last Shane, week. You know what Shane said to me at the party after the podcast. Sorry, this was really good advice. I, we were talking about when you date someone scary, and he was like, <laughs> "The best sex I've ever had are people I'm afraid of." <laughs> Isn't that, that is such a man thing to say. <laughs> the girl's afraid she's gonna die. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyway, all right. Well. Karen, thank you so much. Thank you, so thank much. you guys Thanks for, for the donut. Me on. We'll have you you're on again. You're the best time. I would love to come back. You're, you're a voice for hire for sure. <laughs> this <laughs> was the best. Turn on the mic and let her go. Yeah, honestly, Irish Katie people Katie can't talk because she's going at the fucking donuts. <laughs> so good. <laughs> Irish people are such one. a fucking trip. All right, well then, let's go. Katie has a show right. and uh, we're going to get on with our lives. Yep. Thank you. Oh, Hi. whoa. Oh, Jesus. pluggies. Plug, do some plugs. Yeah, so I'm on Twitter, Karen Kardashian, K-E-R-E-N. Um, I never tweet, but if you tweet at me, I'll say hi. And then I'm on Insty. Um, my IG is Karen Margolis, K-E-R-E-N-M-A-R-G-O-L-I-S. And that's Say my it one more time slow. K-E-R-E-N, like your people, but spelled my way. M-A-R-G-O-L-I-S. Insty's the way to go. Yes, the, we're, we're, we're big pushers of Instagram in this podcast. Are you? Yes. Yeah, it's my favorite. So please message Karen and just my let favorite. her know that you were listening and make it feel like it was worth her while coming downtown <laughs> for the podcast. And uh, well, Katie, let's just sign off now. Save, save, save an extra bit of talking at the start of the podcast. <laughs> Keep DMing us. Yes. I just ate that donut. It was real good. Keep DMing us uh, or email us at contacttheshift contact the <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> gmail at Katie Boyle Comic. Don't forget. At the Des Bishop. The amount of times I had to redo those intros when I was doing them because I kept going contact at the shift. And then I was like, no, that's not us. <laughs> well, you know, I wasn't, you know, I, I, I don't want to always just be, you know, correcting you. It's not fair. <laughs> Thanks. It'll sound like if I can send us some feedback. And breakup stories would be great. Did you get any, by the way? I did. Um, we completely forgot to include them in the, in the episode. You guys are the worst. <laughs> I did. I can't remember it now. Um, it doesn't matter. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it the next time. Yes, we will. Thank you so much. Sorry for um, to screenshot those. Actually, next week I'm going to Vegas. So I'm actually, uh, I'm going to do an interview with uh, a woman called Kate Shalour, who is like very much in the sort of sex advice world. Cool. Uh, so Katie's getting a week off. Uh, I'm in Vegas doing the Comedy Cellar, so we're gonna we're gonna get like a a proper sex expert, a sexpert, hey, our first so actual sexpert, right? I'm so excited! I'm excited to listen to it. We've had other people like Shane, who's just like us, just people that pretend they fucking know what they're talking about. Who's Shane? Well, I've never pretended. Uh, he was our, 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 <laughs> last week's guest, Shane Smith. Oh, okay, okay. He's great. You met him at the face tattoos. Did. Oh, face oh, tattoos. Yeah, face tattoos. And if you're into tattoos, he's not into you. Yeah. yeah. Really? I'm not no, into tattoos. No, okay. I oh, did love you. Yeah, you're, really? you're no tattoos. Really? Yeah, I'm a blank canvas. No tattoos on me at all. Yeah, me neither. There's no tattoos in this entire podcast, right? Interesting. No, no, I'm not. Yeah, no, and pubic hair, but th that might be. We have pubes. I don't. Yeah, do you well, not? Yeah, nope. That was last oh. week. So. I haven't since I was like 17. What they? Fall? I just like can't do it. Nope. I just oh, you got them lasered off? Nope. 
I, I'm very like fair. This is a pube. Very, this very is a blonde, pube. So I just. It's a pube friendly wait, podcast. Do you do? You, is wait, it? They, wait, the, I just the, just with a razor. Here's the thing. It's really easy, and I don't like. I don't ever get like ingrown hairs or anything. I'm like, I'm yeah, not like a hairy person. Warts? Never. My God. Turns out that pubes are a protection against genital warts. We learned that last week. So are condoms. <laughs> so it's not hooking up with anybody. No, <laughs> not a guarantee so against a ge- just bitch. so you know. It is not a hundred percent protection against general warts. Yeah, but being celibate is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Which you have not and been all queen. your life, you fucking liar. I'm the queen of not fucking people. <laughs> anyway, listen guys, thank you so much. Give us five stars on iTunes, all that stuff. And spread reviews. the word. Good reviews. S- yeah, reviews, spread the word. Still trying to get on Spotify. With ACAST now, we're still on fucking Spotify, but we'll talk about that another time. Yeah, Bye. hit me up. Thank you. <laughs>